Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey everyone, it's me, Olivia Allen Price. We launched Big Curious more than three years ago now, and a question that I get asked a lot is, what is my favorite episode? It's an impossible question to answer because, honestly, there's something I love about every story that we make and also something that I kind of wish we could have done a teeny bit better. But there is one story that does stand out for me, and it features one of our most memorable question askers of all time, someone we just fell in love with. We first ran this story about the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir two years ago, and on this holiday week, we decided to dust it off and share it again. Be sure to hang around at the end for a fun update. Here goes. If you're one of the three million Bay Area residents who gets your drinking water from the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir, you may have heard of your water's crystal clear reputation. It comes from pristine mountain snow that's stored in the northwestern part of Yosemite National Park, and it travels more than 150 miles to get here. It's this journey that eight-year-old Alex Kornblum and his dad Heath are curious about. How long does it take for water to get from Hetch Hetchy to San Francisco? And how far does it really go? Yeah, even Google doesn't know the answer to that question. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Then the questions just snowballed from there. How many rivers feed into Hetch Hetchy? How long would it take to walk the same distance? Why is it called Hetch Hetchy? What's so Hetchy about Hetch? (laughs) That's kind of funny, Dad. I like that joke. This is quite the list. But Alex, he cut us a little bit of slack. You don't have to answer all of them. I mean, some of them are better than others. Hey everyone, I'm Olivia Allen Price. This week on Bay Curious, we take a journey with our drinking water from mountain to tap. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there, I'm Randal Fatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. Thousands of years before Hetch Hetchy was a reservoir, the valley was home to several Native American tribes. The name Hetch Hetchy probably derived from the Miwok word Hatch Hatchy, which means edible grasses. The valley floor would have been full of them, and they were an important food source. 
But in 1923, those grasses were buried under billions of gallons of water when the reservoir was finished. To find the answers to the rest of Alex and Heath's questions, reporter Sarah Craig found herself someplace unexpected, in the hills of San Bruno. We've arrived just in time to catch some action at the Harry Tracy Water Treatment Plant. Oh, that water is getting really high. It's going to spill over. Oh, there it goes. Oh, wow. Drinking water from all over is getting filtered here to remove large and small particles. But water from Hetch Hetchy is so pure, it doesn't need to get filtered. Although it does get disinfected with chlorine and ultraviolet light. Let's start at the very, very beginning where the water starts. That's Annie Lee, and she's joined by Suzanne Gautier. They work for San Francisco's Public Utilities Commission and know a ton about Hetch Hetchy water. They tell us it all starts high in the Sierras. So high that the water isn't water, it's snow. The snow that we're talking about is the snow that falls on the Tuolumne River watershed, which is 492 square miles. That's about the size of the city of LA. All the snow in that watershed melts into the Tuolumne River and three smaller creeks, which empty into the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir. On average, per year, San Franciscans consume what would be equal to a foot of snow covering that Tuolumne River watershed. To put this into perspective, it takes five feet of snow to fill the whole reservoir. Once melted, that water leaves the reservoir from O'Shaughnessy Dam, and then... So you look at this map, it travels through a whole series of tunnels. So here, we're moving through the mountain tunnel. And along the way, it goes through hydroelectric dams that generate about 17% of San Francisco's electricity. Did you know that the power from Hetch Hetchy, from water, that's what actually powers your school? Yeah, yeah, I, I go to Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, Same. and even the, like, the Muni light rail that you see in San Muni Francisco. Trains? Yep. I ride on those sometimes. The water travels downhill the whole way, whooshing through tunnels drilled through solid granite and pipelines lined with concrete. Picture a giant underground water slide twisting around mountains and under rivers. And then it takes about three days for the water to get from over here all the way into San Francisco. Only three days. Three days is Kind of long, isn't it? But yeah, okay, only three days. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I thought it would take longer than that. You did. Like four or five days, maybe a week. Well, neat. It's not a bad guess. How, how do you know that it takes three days? Did you send, like, some kind of a probe in the water to, to time it? We have flow meters okay. throughout um, the system. Okay. And That'll tell you. Yes, yes. It'll tell you how much water is moving through what pipeline. So we do a little bit of math, and you say 167 miles okay. at 3 feet per second equals about 83 hours. But those 83 hours are a rough estimate because operators are always releasing different amounts of water depending on how much people use. Annie takes us outside to where some of our drinking water is stored. We're standing on a hill, looking down at a huge tank that holds 11 million gallons. 
So this is one of those places where we regulate, you know, shifts in demand on a daily basis. Its white sheen reflects the bright sunlight, making it hard to look at. So That's maybe like a for giant the giant water bottle. That's a huge giant water bottle for the whole Bay Area. Alex suggests we stand on top of that water bottle. Okay, I want to go over there now. Okay. Don't look down, okay? And coaches himself over a narrow metal footbridge, 50 feet above the ground. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Yeah. Wow, I made it. I'm on top of the giant water bottle. <laughs> Safely on the other side, I think how crazy it is that the water we're standing on made such an epic journey to get here. So 83 hours, that's, that's the final answer. It's sort of an average answer. Okay. And can compare that to the drive. It's about four, four to five, five four hours? To five hours from yeah. here to O'Shaughnessy Dam. But how long to walk that distance? How long yeah. does it take to walk there? Oh, that was Wendy's question, yeah. Me, I walk three miles an hour, so... That's what, 180 miles? 167 miles. 167. If we say 180, that's divisible by three, right? So, uh... 60 hours? 60 hours. So you might get there faster walking than the water would get here, but you wouldn't be stopping for sleep. And if we were walking to Hetchy, we would be walking uphill. (laughs) So that three miles an hour is going to be more like a mile and a half. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I think I'll wait those extra 23 hours for my water to be delivered right to my tap. So, Sarah, I understand this story left our question asker in a pretty good mood. Yeah, it did. Alex had a blast. So good! I've never been to a water treatment plant and I'm I was really excited at first and I got a little freaked out after that and now I feel really happy again. <laughs> now while Alex and his dad asked a lot of great questions about Hetch Hetchy, we didn't cover everything. Yeah, there's been recent controversy on whether or not the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir should be drained to restore the canyon to its previous splendor. It actually goes back to the early 1900s, and it's one of the country's oldest environmental debates. We'll have links to more information about Hetch Hetchy and that controversy on our website, baycurious.org. Thanks for bringing us this story, Sarah. Yeah, it was so much fun. On the way out, I've got to share this story from one of our listeners who got inspired by the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir when naming her pet. Hi, this is Lorraine calling from San Francisco. I have sweet little black kitty hedging next to me, who's in fierce battle with her toy mouse. By the looks of it, the mouse is winning. The name occurred to me at a Bay Curious trivia night, when one of the questions was, what's the name of the water reservoir that provides water to the Bay Area? My friend knew the answer, Hetch Hetchy, and I immediately thought that would be a cool name for a cat. So when we adopted our little kitten a few months ago, we named her Hetch Hetchy the cat. But she goes by Hetchy. Thanks for sharing that story, Lauren. If you subscribe to the Bay Curious newsletter, you may have seen a photo of cute little Hetchy a few months ago. We'll share a link to Hetchy's Instagram page and a link to sign up for our newsletter in the show notes. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Have a wonderful holiday. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? 
Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.